name is Jessica Rood. I'm the executive director here at House of Mercy. What inspired you to get involved with House of Mercy? Uh, so I've been here for about five years. Um, one of the first things that I um, loved when I came for an interview five years ago um, was just this grotto area actually behind me. Um, so I actually used to work at the National Shrine Grotto in Abbotsburg, Maryland, um, and that is really um, close to my heart. Um, so just the, the focus on um, building relationships with our clients and our customers, our volunteers, um, as well as uh, the faith-based um, aspect of House of Mercy um, really inspired me to come work here. So can you tell me a little bit about your own journey to help people? Sure, so um, I have been uh, focused on service for most of my life. Um, recently I was reflecting on uh, just I think the first uh, remembered experience I have um, was probably when I was like six or seven years old um, just packing up food during the holidays at our um, Catholic parish and uh, going to drive and drop it off uh, to different families in need. Um, that's back when I lived in Michigan and I think just uh, ever since then um, have just really um, been called to do service in a lot of different ways throughout my life. Um, especially when I was in school. Um, and so I think it was just a natural fit for me to continue to do that uh, in my career um, and utilize my own skills um, and knowledge and experience to um, really help those in need uh, in a bigger way. So. Can you tell me about House of Mercy? Sure. So House of Mercy is about 19 years old. Um, we're turning 19 this March, which is really exciting. Um, it really started off as a prayer ministry um, focused on divine mercy. And, um, you know, prayer always leads us to action. So those that were uh, had started it at the beginning, um, some of our founders, Kelly and Father Jack, and all those who um, served with them, uh, just really felt called to go out and help those who are experiencing homelessness in D.C. Um, with food, clothing, and just building relationships, washing their feet. Um, and, you know, as the saying goes, it just grew exponentially. Um, more people started uh, dropping by and dropping off food and clothing. More people started volunteering. Um, and now, 19 years later, um, we're here in this, uh, our current location um, with a 20,000 square foot building, uh, a full-blown food pantry, thrift store, and donation center. Um, and everything gets processed in its own way. So for instance, the clothing, um, the clothing gets processed. Uh, it, it at least has to see three eyes, um, three sets of eyes before it goes in the thrift store um, to make sure that it's good quality. We only put the best stuff in the thrift store. Um, so the clothing will get sorted, you know, good and bad. So if it has stains or buttons broken or zippers broken or something like that, um, we'll sell it to a vendor as rags and they'll make it into something else. Um, and then it'll get sorted, you know, women's tops and men's pants, um, and then it'll get hung. So it sees at least those three sets of eyes before it um, goes into the thrift store. Um, and then everything else kind of gets processed in different ways as well. So the household section, you know, you might get a household item donated and get priced and put in the store within you know 10 minutes of donations and you might get a linen for instance it might not it might take a week or something to get in the store because you know we need to measure all the comforters or you know we need to sanitize the pillows so it's just a different process for linens for instance um, so we're helping currently about 120 families a day right now with free food and clothing Monday through Friday um, and many more items um, as needed 
how does it feel for you to be helping in the community? I mean, it's always great. Obviously, I think the, you know, one of the things that we always talk about in kind of the, the service industry, the, the volunteer, you know, when you're volunteering, um, usually you're trying to give of yourself to help somebody else, but usually you end up um, getting the most help <laughs> um, or getting the most out of that experience um, because, you know, when we are giving of ourselves, uh, we're always, always receiving. Um, you know, God's grace and mercy work really well that way. <laughs> um, so it's just wonderful to see kind of everything the House of Mercy is doing for the community. Um, like I said, we helped about 54,000 people last year, um, and we're uh, slated to help about over 70,000 this year. Um, and it's not just those basic necessities, but um, we're really here to build relationships with people. Um, you know, it's not just those um, kind of uh, you know, physical needs, um, but you know, you have to satisfy those physical needs um, before you can satisfy those emotional, mental, spiritual needs as well. Um, so we're always here, you know, again, building up relationships, just trying to uphold the dignity of each person. Um, and that's, you know, through a lot of those conversations is where you can really see the impact we're having in this community, um, which is just a wonderful experience. So in here, we're packing all the carts. We always start with a dry good bag and a rice and beans bag. Um, and then anything fresh um, that, that we got donated that day, we try to give to our clients so that it gets out as soon as possible. Um, here we have um, a lot of our uh, food rescue teams coming in to drop off um, some food that they've collected from other grocery stores and restaurants um, that donate to us. We have probably about 20 to 30 different partners in that respect. Um, and we have over 100 volunteers that are food rescue volunteers that go to pick up the food and drop it off each day for us, uh, which is really wonderful. Uh, everything gets sorted here um, and either put, put on the shelves, put in our refrigerator, um, and then uh, we only give um, unexpired food. So we have that higher standard here. Um, usually the USDA um, standards are that um, canned food can be given out about three years expired um, and bags and boxes can be about a year and a half expired um, but we you know want to keep that higher standard and uphold the dignity of each person in that way um, so we want to make sure that uh, we're giving out just the best stuff for our clients um, and then we have some volunteers who are packing all of our dry good bags and our rice and bean bags um, and then we get a lot of big deliveries um, from some of our partners on the other side as well um, we gave out about uh, $1.5 million worth of food last year in assistance, um, and we purchased about $100,000 worth. Um, so $100,000 is still a big amount of money, and we need those um, donated funds um, because uh, we need to always purchase some food to make sure that we're supplementing all of our donations um, to make sure that our clients get um, at least the very basic amount in their carts every time they come in, and it's um, consistent. Um, however, uh, yeah, we really rely on our, our uh, partnerships and our individual donors um, to make sure that we're getting those donations in each year. Do you see families' confidence rise when they are here getting the food and clothes they need? Absolutely. Um, yeah, all the time. I mean, it's so hard for any of us to ask for help. I mean, that's just a, a human thing, right? Um, and just to kind of let go of that pride and to be able to, you know, walk through the doors to begin with is so hard for most of our clients. Um, and so, so often, 
you know, I could probably tell a hundred stories, um, but some of the com most common ones are um, especially um, young mothers who are pregnant uh, will come in needing help. Um, we'll, we'll help them with any food and clothing as well as baby items, diapers, wipes. Um, we do like a baby bundle for them. Um, and almost always, uh, you know, our staff are congratulating them and, um, you know, excited for them for, you know, having a baby. Um, and almost always um, they are in tears um, just saying that we are the first ones that um, we're able to help them and we're excited for them and actually congratulated them. Um, and so just the difference between when they walk in the door so defeated, um, you know, not knowing, you know, how, how to raise a child with, you know, very little resources and very little, um, you know, assistance um, within their own networks um, and walking out the door, you know, with a full cart of food and other items, especially for their baby, as well as just, you know, our excitement for them, um, you know, there's a weight lifted off their shoulders um, after, you know, when they're leaving. Um, and we see that for so many people in, in different circumstances. Um, there's, you know, a lot of organizations around here um, are, are so able and willing to help, except um, they have a lot of restrictions as well based on their own funding and their own programs. Um, and for us, we welcome anybody. We don't have any income guidelines or um, geographical boundaries or anything like that. Um, so many of our clients have already called around to several different organizations and either didn't get a response or they don't qualify for their organization um, or they've already been to several other organizations um, and they still need help and so to come here um, you know they're just so excited when they leave because they really feel like you know this is a family environment and they were really welcomed um, which is yeah the most gratifying to see and that's what we're here for so you do a lot to help others but what do you do to help your own mental health mm, such a great question <laughs> um, yeah this is um, this is always a really hard job um, especially for our direct program staff um, so I think uh, one of the things that I'm always um, focusing on is our is the health of our staff including mental health um, so for instance um, we have a couple team days throughout the year and uh, our last team day I had a, a therapist a psychologist come in and talk about mental health um, talk about kind of the emotional you know being emotionally drained hearing so many hard stories um, that emotional fatigue um, and what can we do to really make sure that we can help ourselves. I think that really looks very different for every individual person. Um, and so, you know, some of the things are turning to prayer or some of the things, you know, uh, just taking a, a break uh, during the day, um, making sure you're talking to somebody. Um, you know, I think it looks different for every person um, or, you know, doing something fun. Um, for me personally, I know that it's, uh, you know, sometimes I just need to take a break. Sometimes I definitely need prayer all the time. Um, I uh, know that I need to uh, talk to a friend, um, you know, when I need to get something out. And um, one of my big um, outlets is also journaling. So I reckon, you know, I usually journal every day um, and I recognize those days that I forget to journal. Um, those are a little bit harder days. So um, that's something that I can really uh, lean on to help my own mental health. Yeah, how important is faith for your, your mind, body, and spirit? Mm -hmm. 
I mean, I, you know, if you're asking me, which you are, I, you know, I think that is essential. Um, you know, I, I reflect all of the time that if I didn't have my faith, I don't know where I would be. Um, really, it doesn't, uh, you know, in, in some sense, it doesn't really matter um, what faith um, you are a part of, but uh, as long as you have something to believe in there, um, I think that is, and the understanding that, you know, God is in charge and God is actively working in our lives, um, I think that's so important um, for people to lean on um, because no, no one human being can really fulfill us. Um, and certainly no, uh, you know, activity or job or anything else can. Um, so I think it is 100% uh, essential to uh, really rely on faith. Um, and I, yeah, I do every day, almost every moment of my day. <laughs> so it's, it's super important. Where do you want to see House of Mercy in the next three to five years? Oh, great question. So we are, um, you know, in conjunction with the board, uh, talking about our strategy in the next couple of years um, to see really what we need. Um, and by that, I mean what our clients really need. Um, so we're always about kind of filling the gaps um, and making sure that um, those people in our community that really need resources are able to get to them. Um, and so currently we are just really trying to solidify all of our programs. Um, we're trying to uh, kind of uh, increase some of our extra programs, um, like for instance our mobile pantry, we just did kind of a revamp of it. Um, we were providing a food to about 100 seniors at three different apartment complexes, um, but we are actually opening that up to anybody that's homebound. Um, so we want to kind of increase that. We know there are a lot of people that are not able to leave their house because of medical conditions or um, some other specific uh, circumstance. Um, and, you know, they're really struggling with loneliness or just, you know, some of that mental health issue or, um, but they're also struggling with, you know, the physical, uh, you know, they don't have food in their fridge. Um, so we're opening that program up. Uh, we're doing kind of a soft launch um, this year. Um, so that we can make sure that those people are being provided for um, and they're not kind of left, um, you know, unaided. Um, there's really no other program around here that's doing that kind of thing. Uh, so we're kind of looking at some of those little programs right now and making sure that they are the best they can possibly be and in line with our mission. Um, and so that's what we've been focusing on now. Um, like I said, our client uh, numbers have been increasing so dramatically right now, so we're just trying to keep up with um, you know, the resources, with our volunteers, with uh, dona monetary donations, with in-kind donations. Um, we are really in an urgent need state right now for all of those resources um, because our client numbers have been um, skyrocketing in the past couple of months because of the need. Um, so right now we're just kind of really focused on that, but we are looking to the future to see um, you know, what the needs are in the community and um, how we can potentially fulfill that. So, How can people reach out and learn more? 
Sure. So one of the best things is just going to our website, houseofmercyva.org, VA as in Virginia. Um, and we have a lot of information there um, and a lot of uh, kind of resources to point you in the right direction, whether you're looking to donate something in our donation center, um, donate food, or coming to volunteer, or you need your a potential client need resources. Um, so our website is a great resource, and we try to keep that really up to date. Um, and all our contact information is there as well. So um, feel free to give us a call. We always try to answer the phone so we can uh, be reachable and answer any questions you might have.